Good morning to both of you. How are you today? Great. Thank you. Yeah, Fantastic. good. Good. Okay. So I'm going to start with you, Rubini. Um, and then don't worry, Chilean, you're going to have your go as well here. But um, Rubini, you are a PR specialist. So what exactly do you do in your weekday job? Okay. Uh, PR specialist, basically, I develop PR uh, strategies and campaigns for clients. Uh, and, you know, the usual stuff, uh, things like media events, uh, press announcements, interviews, and so forth. So, uh, yeah, that's basically what happens on a on a day-to-day basis, Monday to Friday. So, on a weekday basis, it's a dog-eat-dog world. So, on a weekend, you do doggy, you train dogs. Something like that, yes. <laughs> Chilean, you run a theatre company. So, what's yes. your weekday job like in respect to that? Well, Previously, <laughs> when uh, we were allowed to run, uh, basically Monday to Fridays was um, handling school, um, you know, school groups coming to see our shows because we basically do a lot of uh, shows for children. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, our last show was two days before the first lockdown last year. Wow. Yeah. And since then, that's pretty much uh, been suspended until, you know, Thurgandala until God knows when. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that means uh, it's just been on hold for the entire time since n- until now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think even even if I mean we had like one period I think last year we where opened we up were slightly. Allowed, yeah, slightly. Yes, but the problem was that I suppose parents were still very um, unsure about the whole situation. Mm. So you had many parents who weren't even sending their children to school, right? Even though you know uh, legally they could. Um, so you had the, all that uncertainty about what was going to happen. Um, so we didn't feel it was right to, you know, sort of res- resume at that stage. Mm. So we basically have been, you know, sort of been on, on, in hiatus basically since um, uh, last March. Yeah. Gosh. And what about you, Rubini? I mean, how's the pandemic sort of affected you? And because, you know, events are not happening either, right? Yes, that's right. So all, all our events are actually online. They're virtual. Uh, so we've had to uh, sort of find ways to be a bit creative in terms of how we approach uh, the media and how we've, we've been talking to them and what we kind of do with them to engage them as well. So it's been definitely it's been a learning curve for us from that, that perspective. But um, on the dog training side, yes, it has been uh, extremely challenging uh, given the fact that we haven't, uh, we haven't been able to see our clients or the dogs face to face because that's a huge part of what we do. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, now that we, so what we're doing now is a little bit more improvisation where uh, we've moved to online uh, lessons. Uh, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's not for, I think not everybody would be uh, initially open to it. But uh, we've seen lots of great results that come out of online. So because what we realize is a lot of the time people just need answers to the questions that they have about their dogs. Mm. Um, So we are here to actually provide you with those answers to actually help you to understand why exactly your dog is behaving a certain way or what is it that your dog is doing that's not working out for you. So those kind of interactions and those questions that come back to us actually, um, you know, the, the owners who, who ask us these questions, they're very happy to see the results once they, you know, they talk to us. Mm. Okay, so let's, let's go back to sort of the idea of this is, you know, you're talking about your weekend uh, day job then uh, yes. <laughs> with the puppy training school. But let's just go back a little bit in time first. I'll go back to you, Ruben, um to start off with. But how did you 
get into dog training? How did you, you know, stumble into being certified as a dog trainer? Um, okay, it's, it's kind of a long story, but to make it a little bit short, uh, <laughs> this happened. Uh, I was in my sort of mid, I guess, early 30s at that time. And I was like, mm, I'm, I'm giving away a little bit of my age right now. But uh, <laughs> at that time, I, had, I was at this crossroads that I really wanted to do something meaningful. And, I, and I've always grown up with dogs and I love dogs so much. So, um, and it so happened at that time, I had adopted this really um, very challenging dog. You know, mm. all the dog knowledge that I actually had from growing up and whatever that I was reading was just not cutting it for this dog. And he was, I mean, he was, he's a sweetheart. He really is. He's just the most amazing dog, but he was a terror. You know, he mm. tore up my couch. He, he wow. I mean, yes, yes. So this was like pre, <laughs> so me, I realized that, you know, there, there must be a way that I can get around this this crazy dog that I own. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I um, decided to embark on this journey to, to learn about dog training. The more I, I read about it and understood it, I realized that, you know, there's something that I'm really passionate about and something that I, I needed to do properly. So I decided to move to the U.S., to get a certification, a dog training certification. So I, I enrolled in a dog training school. Wow. Um, I, I basically went through the whole process of uh, being a certified dog trainer. And uh, a year later, I came back and and the rest, I guess, is history. <laughs> so you did wow. all this in a start just to save your couch then, really? <laughs> <laughs> a very expensive way. <laughs> Probably cost you more than the actual couch itself. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, uh, I mean, the couch obviously would could not have been saved because it was already gone. Mm -hmm. But ever since then... Thankfully, we never lost the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Chilean, what's your story and yeah. how you got mixed up with sort of the training of pups? <laughs> well, actually, um, uh, my husband and I started to do um, uh, dog training primarily as a hobby. Because when we first, uh, when we got our first dogs, I think about 10 years ago, we would enroll in, uh, you know, a few training schools around town. Mm -hmm. But we found that inevitably most of them were doing what we call competitive obedience. So it was very formal training right. uh, for the purpose of entering your dogs into competitions. Oh. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, for us, it was fine because we really loved our dogs anyway. So we sort of, you know, got, we went along with the whole thing, but Later on, uh, when some of these schools uh, started to invite my husband to also be a trainer, mm -hmm. we realized that many uh, dog owners who came to the classes weren't actually looking for that kind of training. And uh, one of the things which uh, really sort of uh, made, made us go wow was the high dropout rate. Mm. Uh, so mm -hmm. we realized that, you know, the owners were desperate for knowledge, but when they came for the classes, uh, the things they were being taught were not really what they wanted to, to learn or it mm. wasn't really helping, you know, their problems at home. So we started to investigate uh, what kind of training, you know, options there were. And uh, my husband came across a trainer in America um, called um, Ian Dunbar, who basically started um, in America anyway, the first uh, training specifically for puppies. Wow. Okay. There we started to offer um, basically a, uh, puppy training at Jaya One. We partnered up with Jaya One mainly because I was we were we were using the theater there, PJ Live mm -hmm. Arts. And uh, Jaya One was very open 
to uh, implementing a, a, a you know as, as friendly a dog policy as they could. Um, and so we partnered with them to start the first uh, classes about seven years ago. Uh, and since then, we've been going on, and um, and now basically we're full. Uh, you know, we have we're, we we started with only classes on Sundays, but we eventually now we're on Saturdays as well. So okay. weekends are pretty much full. Yeah, I've always wondered about the the training because I've actually seen some. I think it was in the the park opposite one of Tama. They had like some trainings and whatnot, and then so the, the dogs are running through these little hoops and this and that, whatever it is. But yeah. it's kind of like swimming, like. I just want to learn how to float. No, you're going to learn how to do 100 meters in under 10 seconds and everything. No, no, that's not really what I want. It's it's that situation, is it? Well, I think that was what it was previously. But now, mm. actually, there are quite a few dog training schools around town. Um, and they're all slowly moving into basically providing what we call today pet training. Right. As opposed okay. to mm. stuff. Um, so, so there is a realization that, you know, you really need pet training to integrate the dog into your family. Couch saving training, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, how did you two hook up then, and and sort of end up working together? Uh well, um, we always. That <laughs> sounds to me like half the good juicy story is going to be hidden. <laughs> this story is like, oh, this is like the dodgy bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rubini came to us crying about her sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we, I mean, the, the dog training circle is not that big uh, in, yeah. in Klang Valley. So we got to know, I think we just happened to to sort of stumble upon, I think, one of her flyers at, at, in the beginning. And mm. we got to know who she was. And it so happened about, um, was it about three years ago? Um, we were, uh, we there was another dog trainer uh, in our little sort of uh, school. Um, and she was oh, actually... More than three years though. Yeah, definitely. Years, it's got to be more years, than three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like five years. Or five years. years. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. So um, actually that other dog trainer was actually moving back to England. So we were actually happened to be looking uh, basically for somebody to take over her classes. And then we remembered Rubini. So we, you know, sort of basically asked her whether she would be interested to, um, you know, come in and um, work with us. And, you know, she said yes. So uh, we've been working together since so I, I'd like to know uh, a couple of things. Number one, um, do you train at all older dogs who are really mischievous and refuse yeah, to listen? Because so far, everything we've seen is like three to six months and younger and older. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So basically, I, I, I'll take that if, if you don't mind, Che. Yeah, so yeah. basically, what we do is we have, uh, we have se- separated the, the dogs that come into our classes into puppies and teens. So puppies, basically, we categorize as all dogs that are six months and below. And those that are above six months, they fall into the teen category because, they, you know, they generally we find that behavior of dogs, right? It's not about how, um, uh, what kind of breed you are or, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, or any of that kind of stuff. It's, it's very, a lot of the time, it's very generic. And if you look at the age of the dog, the, the behaviors will also change according to the age. Mm-hmm. And we find that after the six-month mark, they kind of fall into this big lump mm-hmm. of uh, all kinds of problems that will come out of there. So uh, basically, I take uh, all those dogs that are six months and above, mm-hmm. uh, and I work with them uh, in, a, in, a, in the teen groups. We call them teens. And we've had a spectrum, I'll tell you, uh, from a six-month-old dog, I have even had like a 10-year-old dog in my class. I love this. So <laughs> I can still call myself a teenager, technically, if I follow yes. Rubenese. Sure. Okay, let's go okay. with that. Let's go with that. 
So I'm, I'm curious, uh, um, you know, with all of the sort of uh, tricks and tips and, and, and sort of psychology and knowledge of puppy training, has that helped you train your children better, Rubini? <laughs> You, you know, I say this to everybody that I meet. Almost, almost all my students have this pep talk from me in the first class. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I was not a dog trainer, I, I feel that, you know, it's just made me into a better mother because of it. <laughs> okay. be, honestly, be, if I, I, I think dog training prepared me to become a mother in so many ways. The most important thing for me is patience. Because mm. I think that's what a lot of especially now, right? Like in this situation, in this current pandemic and all that, patience is something that that you um, that you need every single day. So having a dog that used to destroy a couch and, you know, like having all, to go through all this with a dog and, and understanding how a dog is, somebody from a creature who doesn't speak, you know, mm. learning how to be patient and understand that dog, that creature, um, it takes a lot. Right. So if you can actually translate that into your child, I think that that is a huge benefit. So if for me, it's it's definitely a big plus. Brilliant. Um, Chelian, what about you? What is uh, puppy training taught you about sort of running real life? Uh, puppies are easier than children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave, it. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So you guys, okay, so you only work at the weekends. Um, what, what other um, s- services do you provide? Uh, well, now that the, you know, we've had a, basically a, a fairly extended uh, lockdown uh, this round, uh, we've started to offer uh, online sessions, basically. It started with basically offering support for our students. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've also started recently to offer it um, as an, like, have an open session for people who have never enrolled uh, in dog classes before. Ooh. And we are especially actually interested to try and reach out to people who live outside the Klang Valley. Uh, because now this is a, uh, I guess, a mechanism to reach out to people who can't physically come for class, even even if there was no pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we've discovered that, uh, you know, running classes online is sort of a, a kind of like a new skill for us. Uh, but it allows us to reach people, um, you know, from the other, you know, to, to, to Borneo, to the East Coast. I mean, it doesn't really matter where you live. Uh, if you can follow an online class and you have good internet, Actually, there is no reason why you should be left out of, uh, you know, the ability to go for a, for a class and learn from your trainers. But how does it work, though? I mean, like, it's so different online and in, in person. It's like an exercise class, right? You have to sort of watch and follow. Is that how it works? It, well, it is to an extent. Yeah. Sorry, uh, go ahead, Che. You can uh, Well, I mean, there's, there's two kinds of uh, uh, sort of uh, online classes. The ones we do basically just as a general reach out, uh, what we call group classes. So these are sort of virtual uh, group online classes. And that one is more like a Q&A session. Uh, mm-hmm. Rubini does one-on-one. And those are probably uh, the ones which are most, um, I would say, um, useful for dog owners because you kind of get to train um, very specific to you, to you and your dog. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about... Uh, I guess virtual classes is that you don't have the problem of, you know, a dog vomiting in the car, you <laughs> having to travel all the way to Jaya Wan, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then also sometimes there are distractions because if a dog has never met other dogs, you end up spending a good, you know, half hour to 45 minutes just getting the dog uh, acclimatized to this new environment. Right. Uh, and so the learning 
you know, the actual learning of you know, trying to address specific problems, sometimes uh, it takes a few lessons before you get to the stage where you can. Whereas in a virtual setting, you're already at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that uh, level of intimacy and privacy uh, and, you, and you don't have the distraction of other people or other dogs. I'm just thinking so, about how yeah. these, these puppies are like how our kids are learning uh, doing online classes at home like Rover, Spike and uh, Ubu <laughs> has these headsets on at home and like hey man how was your day okay sounds absolutely fantastic and um, are you doing these classes only at the weekends Rubini or are you able to do your one-on-ones throughout the week juggling your job and your children well, it's mostly on the weekends at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm sticking to my current schedule as much as possible. So it's weekend. So I do have quite a few students who are um, who are regular. Like they're they're just every every Saturday or every Sunday they're waiting for me with their dogs all ready to go. And it's mm-hmm. been great because you know I I we realized that there is actually something that they can look forward to as well. Mm-hmm. So all those uh, dog owners who are like, um, you know, maybe they don't have much to do at home or they're just bored or something like that. So it, it's another way for them to engage with somebody and, you know, do something with their dog. So we do, the, the um, dog owners who get in touch with you right now with the online classes, are they a whole new set of uh, students or did the ones from before, did they just like, oh, we can't do this online thing and the business kind of suffered at, at one particular point, did it? There's been both, actually. There has been there have been many uh, who actually said, oh, I don't think I can do the online thing. They're a bit skeptical or they feel that it, it might not work for them. Uh, and there have been those who said, never mind, let's give it a try and see how it goes. So those people who said that, who said, yes, let's give it a try and see how it goes, they, they're pleasantly surprised. We were like, oh, okay, I didn't know that, you know, I could still do this with my dog, even though I'm not, physically in mm. front of you but of course the way you deliver uh, what you say to them uh, in an online setting is quite different because I'm I, I'm physically restricted because I can't do demos I can't show them how it's done so I have to be very specific in how I, I give them instructions mm-hmm. but was, so yeah so did business suffer at one, any particular time when when the when the lockdown, yes. it's been so long yes. already. I can't even remember. Yeah. I, I think in the beginning, the beginning it suffered yeah. a lot because there was so much uncertainty. Yeah. And mm. and also, you know, the lockdowns would be announced literally like three days before, two days before. And right. people were just scrambling. Mm. Uh, and I think the latest, uh, the last lockdown we, or the, the one before this one, there was, a, I think it was like, oh, you could only uh, attend the class if you lived within the same district or things like that. So the rules kept changing and that made it very difficult, I think, to mm. for, for us as a you know as an activity to be able to uh, either keep the momentum going or you know to work out what the next step for us should be. Were I mean even now though? even now we're <laughs> were you concerned like well I don't think I can run this anymore at one point. Well um I suppose you know, we, we see this also partly as a, as a, in a way, a social service. So we, we never really think about the fact that, oh, you know, we now have no income or whatever. Mm. I mean, the thing is, the fact is that th- for us, it, we, this whole thing was primarily a hobby anyway. Right. So our main source of income is not from puppy training. Although, you know, with the lockdown, the, the income has definitely helped uh, because our other sources of income have been affected. Mm. But um, generally, uh, the, the, the dog training is really, uh, in a way, half public service as well because there are so many people who really need help uh, with their pets at home. And mm. unfortunately, we don't really have a, um, 
a culture of really, uh, you know, treating animals as part of the family, um, you know, except for people basically who live in the Klang Valley. Mm. Um, so a lot of the questions we get, uh, and in fact, even those who come for our physical classes, uh, we find that a lot of them, you know, have, have very need a lot of help just with very basic things, like even how to how to carry the dog. Mm. You know, a lot of um, people like the idea of having a dog, but then the i but then to carry the dog or being able to cuddle the dog, some people are scared. Right. You know, but then they'll get a nice big Rottweiler. You know, because they think somehow <laughs> that's the, that's a correct dog to get for their family. Well, yeah. let's get a nice quiet small dog, and then they get a Pomeranian. I'm like. okay so um what we love to do um for all of our free plug friday guests is actually jd composes something uh for you guys to use on your socials in order to try and drum up uh business uh for your wonderful puppy training company so um can we just check that you can hear this and i'll, I'll hand it over to jd and okay. his wondrousness I, we already tested the audio and i think they canceled ladies are you ready to check out your free plug yes sure. <laughs> all right uh by the way uh so sorry about the bad singing but here we go yes hey someone just asked me if i knew anyone who could train her puppy he's so cute but out of control Actually, I do, and it's right in the heart of PJ. So, if you got puppies, come along. If your pup is a dog without a wolf, if you got puppies, they need to learn to sit and beg, and knowing just where to poop. Actually, they do a lot more than that. Located in Jaya One in Section Thirteen, Petaling Jaya, the Puppy Training School trains your canine family members from as young as three months old. They start with basic obedience training, socialization, toilet training, to problem solving. They even do private classes too. So head on over to puppytraining.my now or call their hotline 017-884-5269 for details on class schedules and fees. The Puppy Training School, it's time for Puppy Power! we love puppies. <laughs> <laughs> do you like it? Yeah. I love it! I love it! It's so cool! Yeah. Thank you! Thank you! That it's- was awesome! <laughs> Okay, so where where can we find you? How can we find you? If anyone's interested in signing up for your classes or coming to your, you know, um, question sessions. Uh, well, they just have to, basically, they, if they WhatsApp or Telegram that hotline number, um, then we can at least uh, pull together enough people to, to do one of these uh, uh, sessions online. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to be from the Klang Valley. They can be from anywhere in in the country we'll we'll we'd love to meet them and help them out so and does it we're also like... on facebook and instagram oh right exactly yeah, yeah. There... under what name puppy, puppy training, training. Okay. yeah puppy training yeah. mys there's yeah. no chance of i actually right now i don't even know whether i'm ever gonna even gonna get a haircut nowadays but uh <laughs> will there ever be face-to-face classes you think and are you looking forward hoping for that we're definitely looking forward to it but your guess is good as good as mine right. at this point yeah, Sorry, just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're basically waiting until they say that we can have outdoor sports event, uh, activities. That's really our um, that's what we follow uh, for the dog training. Right. Um, because we are primarily a um, outdoor, but uh, you know, undercover kind of activity. A bit like futsal, uh. So if they mm-hmm. allow, uh, you know, futsal and or you know. Uh, what do you call it? Doubles badminton. <laughs> then uh, oh, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. okay. Indoor sporting activity. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we will look forward to that. Yeah, because right yeah. now we're still in phase one where everybody yes. is right. Yes, <laughs> no, right. 